Peter Pan is young, handsome, mischievous. He is a little boy of 12, with red hair and dressed all in green. A pointed hat adorned with a feather, the color of his hair sits atop his head. He reigns over an imaginary land, Neverland. It's the world of children, where time is absent. The only dark spot on the picture is the small sword that belts his pants. A sword. What's it for in an ideal world? Free as a bird, he soars over the lush island of Neverland, a smile from ear to ear. Peter Pan is not alone. Wendy, also 12 years old, joins him one fine day. She too is beautiful, red-haired, with azure blue eyes. Her demeanor is much less mischievous than Peter Pan's. She seems as gentle as a lamb. Her angelic face is in tune with the magic that emanates from Neverland. Everything is beautiful in the best of worlds. The mythical duo, Peter Pan and Wendy, has always enchanted thousands of children. What little boy has never dreamt of being Peter Pan? What little girl has never wished to follow him in his wildest adventures, especially without ever growing up? You know the beautiful story. The one about the child who never wanted to grow up and persuades the lovely Wendy to follow him to the imaginary land. But the Peter and Wendy duo hides a much darker reality, and we're going to tell you about it. You're listening to Love Me, Love Me Not. Peter Pan and Wendy, Episode 1, Living in an Imaginary World. The characters of Peter Pan and Wendy seem to have been created for the sheer delight of the youngest by an author who never lost his childlike spirit. Unfortunately, that's not the case. The image of the mischievous adventurer living in a fairy world is nothing but a Disney invention. In reality, it was the author James Matthew Barry who brought the duo to life, marked by a sordid childhood. The author was born in Scotland in 1860. From a very young age, his mother, an intellectual, instilled in him a love for fiction, often centered around adventure. In evenings, before tucking him in, she would read him stories, such as Robinson Crusoe. When James was only seven years old, tragedy struck the Barry family. His older brother David, his mother's favorite, died at the age of 13 in an ice skating accident. For a year, his mother was devastated and unable to care for her younger son. That's when James, who was nicknamed Jimmy, began doing everything to get his mother's attention. To do so, he tried to replace his brother in the heart of his grieving mother. He put on his brother's clothes and even mimicked his voice, his intonation. In his quest to resemble his brother, the doctors eventually noticed that his growth had stopped. It was as if he was frozen in time, in the world he had imagined, so that his brother could continue to live through him, so that his mother could finally find solace. Later on, 
he would write stories for her. Little Jimmy grew up, or rather, he aged, but his stature remained that of a child. He didn't surpass one meter five in height. His gait resembled that of his brothers when he was 13. David's ghost never left him. But that didn't stop him from becoming a journalist and author. When he wrote, his personal story haunted almost all of his texts. David was everywhere, punctuating many of his narratives with darkness and sadness. After releasing a collection of chronicles titled The Eleven of Edinburgh in 1889, he continued publishing works and made his mark in the literary circle of Glasgow. It wasn't until 1902 that he finally brought the famous Peter Pan to life in the novel The Little White Bird, with the five main chapters dedicated to him. From there, Peter Pan would inhabit the dreams of countless children for centuries, and even today, Peter Pan would then be embodied on stage in the play Peter Pan, The Boy Who Wouldn't Grow Up, which premiered in London in 1904. Here, there is no trace of Wendy. It's all about the male hero. And then, the novel version of Peter Pan's story and his companion, which finally comes to life, is published a few years later, in 1911. In the narrative, Peter Pan shares the spotlight with the famous Wendy, the young girl who will follow him wherever he goes, for better and for worse. In The Little White Bird, the multiple adventures of Peter Pan depict a daring, energetic, and protective young boy. He rescues babies who have fallen out of their cribs or have been abandoned by their parents and takes them with him to the island of Neverland also known as the imaginary land or a fictional place where everything is perfect. Generous, right? Well, that's not exactly how it should be understood. Peter Pan hates adults. For him, all parents abandon their children, just like his mother rejected him when his little brother was born. So, he goes as far as wishing death upon them, no less than that. According to a rule of Neverland, an adult dies with every breath its inhabitants take. So, cruel as he is, he breathes as deeply as possible, panting as often as possible, with a specific goal in mind, to kill as many adults as possible. Before we continue with this episode, a short break to give the floor to our partner, without whom this podcast wouldn't exist. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to the imaginary land in the Disney version. Peter Pan is living his ideal life. 
With all his friends, he spends his days having fun, swimming in the turquoise water of the Mermaid Lagoon, a stretch of seawater that separates two parts of the vast beach. The mermaids adore Peter Pan, which never fails to flatter him. However, Neverland can also be translated as the land of never, the land in which you would ultimately never want to go. In the original version, it wouldn't be populated by fairy creatures, but rather by terrifying figures, pirates, bloodthirsty mercenaries, dreadful mermaids, ruthless fairies, dangerous beasts. Death lurks everywhere on the island. A bit spooky, isn't it? What also fuels fantasies is the absence of the concept of time in the imaginary world. In Neverland, there are no watches, no clocks, no schedules. In short, no constraints. No rules for the inhabitants, except to remain carefree ad vitam aeternum. Stuck on the island, Peter Pan will remain a child for the rest of his days. That's at least what motivates Wendy to join him. Unfortunately, to that is added the loss of memory of our protagonist. Natalie Prince, a literary professor at the University of Le Mans, tells France Culture. Peter Pan acknowledges that he has no memory of the lost boys. He forgets his own story, knows nothing about himself. It's absolutely terrible. He even forgets Wendy. It's a story where, indeed, this notion of forgetting and erasing what happened is terrible. For him, all children are interchangeable. It's his hatred towards adults that guides his persistence. Whether it's the island or the character of Peter Pan, the original story has nothing to do with what Disney has always shown us. Barry, an author described as sarcastic, ends up softening the gruesome aspect of the initial plot. This inspires authors of musical comedies, such as Jerome Kern's Peter Pan, which premiered in 1924. These adaptations present Peter Pan without his dark side, as a likable little boy who would influence Disney. And this time, Wendy will be by his side, adding some sweetness and cheerfulness to the narrative. The story of Peter Pan and Wendy hides far more surprises than we could have imagined. The hero of the story doesn't seem like an angel fallen from the sky. What is Peter Pan's role in the duo he forms with Wendy? Are they just a little girl and a little boy experiencing their first childlike love? The reality seems much more complex. Thank you for listening to Love Me, Love Me Not, a Bubba Bam production. The story continues in the next episode. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to leave comments and ratings on all listening platforms.